0: This episode may contain triggers for some members of the listening audience.
1: All right. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Billy Dee's podcast. I am absolutely thrilled that you are here. If you have never checked out our program before, we are primarily an interview and a commentary-based podcast. You can find the Billy Dee's podcast pretty much anywhere Podcasts are found, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and with friends over at Good Pods. We are live tonight. We are absolutely live. Today's February 2nd, 2023. Hard to believe 2023, and we're already a month in. That to me is just, I don't, I don't know where t- time goes. Our uh, our guest today is Ananda. How are you doing, Ananda.
2: Okay, perfect. Yes, um, I am very new to Fireside. So thank you so much for your flexibility and your patience this evening as I navigate and explore the functions. And like the the dashboard is a little different from what I'm used to. Sure. So once again, thank you so much for your patience.
1: That's okay, Ananda. Um, I was just about to tell the audience, you are on Twitter and you're on Twitter at AJ. Inspire numeral four ever. So it's A J. Inspire numeral four ever. E V E R. And uh, your uh, bio on Twitter says specializing in curriculum and instruction leadership, seeker of life changing narratives and the universe's heartbeat, yogi, and lover of poetry. Entrepreneur. So that's uh that that's a uh, an interesting bio for sure. uh, Ananda, now you are, uh, do I remember correctly, you are now in, uh, you're in Florida, is that correct?
2: Um, Yes, I am originally stationed in Florida, but I have been traveling quite a bit lately.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. I mean, traveling is a good thing, right?
2: It always is, yes.
1: Yeah, um, you, uh, I happen to know that, Well, let me set the premise of the program. First of all, what we do here on Fireside, uh, with me anyway, is we kind of talk about what people are doing specifically with social audio, but it doesn't necessarily have to be audio, but what they are doing to drive people to what they do. So let's say, for example, you are an author and you're doing spaces or something similar and how are you utilizing spaces to to bring people to your work? So that's kind of what, what we talk about here. That's why we call it all things media, because it's, it's how we utilize media. It's, it's not just for, you know, for the sake of being on. So with that being said, um, I know you have a couple of different roles. Let's kind of break this down a little bit. When you talk about curriculum and instruction leadership, what exactly is that? How would you describe that?
2: Curriculum and instruction leadership. I guess the brief synopsis of what that entails would be as a as an educator. Mm-hmm. Um, part of one of the many roles that we fulfill would be curriculum designers. For myself, in particular, I have been operating in leadership under the role of, you know, curriculum and instruction. And curriculum and instruction would involve me personally, because there are so many different ways that you can apply that, especially to the uh, education field and the classroom setting as well. But for me in applying that to the education field, I basically work with other educators and administrators and help them meet their school-wide goals, utilizing their instructional coaches and also seeking out data, both quantitative and qualitative, Hmm. in order to meet any goals that have been set within their school improvement plan. Um, Now, for me, curriculum instruction can absolutely be applied to the world of social media. So not only have I been applying that to academics, um, I've definitely been applying that to social media as well. And so do other content creators uh, that I see on social media as well.
1: Wow, that is fantastic. And uh, boy, education and and people involved in that field, uh, we need a lot of them. We need a lot of good ones, and uh, we're very lucky. To, so, thank you for the work you do. You, you, you know that's that's a fantastic uh, mission um, with mental health. I I, ha- I happen to know you are a mental health advocate. Uh, what brought you to to that field? Why Why has that become a a passion for you?
2: Wow, um, I think for me, and I know that we had an opportunity to discuss this a little bit before, Bill where just my life experience. I think that um, in my journey in life in general, and you'll see quite a bit of that on my social media, from Instagram to Twitter, where I talk about the human experience, humanity, and the dignity of others. And along my journey, I have found that mental health Plays an extremely large part in our human experience. With that being said, one day I just kind of decided to step out and find a way to seek out my desire for mental health advocacy Mm -hmm. and my love of communicating with others and questioning. Um, questioning in the education field, inquiry, um, especially like the inquiry-based method of learning has become very popular. I mean, we're still learning more about it. But with social media, it's been a beautiful platform to utilize, you know, in order to explore mental health, the art of questioning Mm -hmm. and creation, content creation more specifically.
1: That's, wow. I mean, that that is... That's one of the things that uh, I've always been impressed with your content on. You have such a way of of putting mental health in such a great and positive context. You also do poetry, and I know a lot of your spaces. And for those that may not know, on, on Fireside, I'm going to presume that most people are aware of what Twitter Spaces is. But for the general audience out there as this goes out, and we're streaming live on a number of different platforms today. Uh, Twitter Spaces is what's typically called a form of social audio. You basically have a, a group of people get together in a, in a common virtual space on Twitter. Um, a space, as it uh, as it were, is created. You have a host, maybe a couple co hosts, some speakers, uh, a bunch of listeners, and you talk about uh, different concepts and so on and so forth. You um, do poetry, and I, I know that. For you, uh, poetry is kind of like two things at once, and I don't want to speak for you. Please, please correct me if I'm wrong. But poetry is a form of art, certainly, and it's also a form of healing. And I believe that's kind of what you try to do with some of your spaces. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
2: Absolutely. Poetry is an art form. It is a tool that we utilize in the space that I host called Soul Space. And I know for me and for those of you out there who may or may not be familiar with soul space, something that I talk about quite a bit would be the soul journey. And one of the things that I look to poetry for, and many other people do as well, would be the deepening of our consciousness. Mm. and. A large part of our healing journey would be consciousness, awareness. And I have found throughout my journey, not even just poetry, music as well, you know, um, there's just wonderful tools to utilize in order to deepen your consciousness or your awareness of who we are, what we are doing here and what our assignment is and with the soul space, which is once again is the space that I host on Twitter spaces, consciousness is such an important part of what we call our soul journey. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I love having the opportunity to implement poetry whenever possible, because poetry, once again, you know, it, it's something that grounds us. It grounds our spirit um f- for so many people the writing of poetry mm-hmm. the listening to poetry doing both it really is a form of healing so absolutely yes i seek poetry out as a tool to share with our listeners on this journey that we all share called the soul journey
1: yeah you uh, often talk about the universe's heartbeat is, I'd be be curious to know how you would describe that. Is that somewhat of a spiritual thing? How would you describe what you mean when you talk about the universe's heartbeat?
2: Wow, that is such a large question and it's a beautiful question. As someone who loves questions, I think that's a beautiful question. Thank you for asking that. When I talk about the universe's heartbeat, I think I'm more or less referencing awareness And our ability to hear that voice that guides us on our journey. Yeah. That's what I call that. And when I speak with and share with listeners, I always state, and I've even stated this, I believe, in our last recorded conversation, where that's where my yoga journey comes in, mm-hmm. where not only do I utilize poetry and music, but I also utilize yoga as well. And when I say I utilize it, it's not just a tool for me. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's yeah. a lifestyle that I live both on and off the mat, that many of us live both on and off the mat, that will allow you to hear and seek what your assignment is, how to get there, the resources that you need, you know, when you experience those setbacks, how we recalculate, Mm -hmm. you know, or how we reroute. And so when a lot of people hear that, I think sometimes it sounds like this super spiritual mumbo jumbo, but really and truly it is not because I do believe that we all have a navigation system that leads us on a day-to-day basis and that navigation system that is not only within us, it is also outside of us is what I would reference as the universe's heartbeat.
1: Very interesting. That's actually just, I, I, I just love the way you when I say your spirit, you, you have this uh, presence about you. When you talk about these things, you have this passion for them. And I can tell you really connected with these concepts and, and, and you really come across as such an amazing personality. And I'm so glad that you, you do what you do. And I'm, I'm glad that you use a lot of utilizing social audio on, on, on Twitter to do it again. Um, she is on Twitter at a J inspire numeral four, and then the word ever E V E R. Um, Christy is on the, uh, on the line with me. She's often my co-host, and I also have Anthony. I'm going to go to Christy first, but before I jump to Christy, just one more one more thing for, uh, for you before I hand off to Christy. And that is, obviously, poetry, all these things are very much reliant on the spoken word, which I believe is an art form as well. And I'm so glad that there has been a renaissance of audio, as it were, on some of these platforms. Uh, People like myself have always always taken it seriously. Uh, But for a long time, even with podcasting, uh, that was kind of in its own area. It was like Internet radio type thing. It was kind of in its own category. The one thing I really like about social audio is that it has personalized it. And there's all these you know, fantastic ways to communicate now. And you do that so well, as you've already talked about, what is it that you like about social audio? What is it about audio itself that lends itself so well to your, to your mental health advocacy and obviously poetry? What is it about audio that works so well for you?
2: For me and I, and even what I've observed with other creators and speakers and, you know, just powerful people on social audio in general is that it provides an experience for us all. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was preparing for, you know, this event that you're holding right now, which I'm so grateful for, I came across a quote that completely um, embodies what you're talking about, just a powerful quote that I came across, um, by Oprah, where, you know, Oprah talks about like, no matter what happens when you're facing, you know, challenges or setbacks that you will find true success and happiness if you only have one goal. Mm. And that's to fulfill the highest, most truthful expression of yourself as a human being. You want to max out your humanity by using your energy to lift yourself up, your family, and the people around you, and that you must do what makes you come alive. And what I'm finding with social audio in particular is that it's providing those experiences for us as creators to help people and support people, ourselves even, on this soul journey Mm -hmm. to fulfill our highest, most truthful expression of ourselves as human beings. And this is what I love about social audio. And these experiences that we're creating, these safe spaces that we're creating for people to reach the the highest, most truthful expression of themselves as human beings— Social audio has been powerful in doing that. I can't even count the amount of times that I've been in different spaces, from Twitter spaces, even here right now, we're on Fireside together, Um, even YouTube, you know, there are just so many different, um, also Podbean, there are just Mm -hmm. so many different experiences that we're creating, utilizing social audio to help people do that. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I'm here because we all play a part. We're all interconnected and we all play a part in helping us do what makes us all come alive. So hopefully that answers that question because that's what I am. I know for me, that's what I'm utilizing social audio for to help people fulfill the highest, most truthful expression of themselves as human beings.
1: I got to tell you, uh, my co-host, Christy, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to her next. And then Anthony, I'm so glad you're here. I'm going to get to you after Christy. I also really enjoy uh, Anthony's perspectives as well. Uh, I can tell you, let me introduce Christy real quick. Christy is on Twitter as well, at Christy Books. Christy is an author. And she is very much an advocate for mental health. Very much. That's very present in all of her content. And uh, she's also an advocate for lupus and an advocate for cancer awareness, in particular, kidney cancer, which is something that you don't hear a lot about. You, need, you obviously don't hear that uh, as much as you do, say, lung cancer or something like that. And a lot of times people have a way of ignoring the symptoms of that. So she's she's very much um, an advocate for a lot of things. Christy, something tells me that Ananda's content is right up your alley. Do you have any questions for Ananda? I know you do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you for the introduction, Billy. And of course, I have questions. You know me. <laughs> yes. Ananda, number one, I've seen you on Twitter a, a bunch of times. We've been in a few spaces together, and I have to say, you are absolutely an inspiration to a lot of us. So I want to thank you, number one, for that. Number two, I have never really explored poetry. And I was wondering if you could kind of point me in the right direction of who maybe I can start with. You said poetry is really good for mental health, and that's something I never thought about. So I would kind of like to explore it a little bit. Can you kind of give me a, a poem and a, a poet that you find
2: to be really relaxing and really helpful? Wow, that's a wonderful question. To be very honest with you, I think because for all of us, our contexts as individuals are so different what might be comforting to me may not be comforting to you or may not be comfortable to Bill or Anthony. Um, but I know that for the poetry that I seek out, you know, you have these poets like Audre Lorde, you know, Nikki Giovanni, Emily Dickinson, you know, even for me as an academic, and and I know that there may, you know, heads might roll when I state this, even William Shakespeare, you um, you know, they're just thematically, and as someone who it's interesting, as educators you know, we're taught that we need to teach Shakespeare, but we're not taught how to teach Shakespeare, right? Um, but as someone who has not only taught Shakespearean sonnets and plays, um, I would definitely tell people, you know, um, to to seek out Shakespeare's work, even if you were to get some sort of an abridged edition. Um, I was introduced to a new poet um, by Sonali Dutta. She is another phenomenal poet, director, Um, she's been doing this beautiful study on Tagore. Um, I mean, there are just so many different writers out there. It would be difficult for me to like point someone in the right direction because like I said, you know, there are people who, who really prefer sometimes more revolutionary poetry, more revolutionary work. And there are some people who prefer other types of work. But what I would recommend for someone would be to really go out there and just Google, you know, the type of poetry that you're looking for. You know, if you're looking, you know, you could even Google, you know, poetry to soothe the soul. You know, I mean, wow. Like I said, I love Emily Dickinson, you know, Walt Whitman. I mean, it's just, there are just so many different writers out there who, or you know poets out there whose work I truly respect, but some people afrobane you know eighteenth century you know english literature um th- that's something that I'm really into as well, I mean. Alexander Pope, Samuel Johnson, but like I said, there are just so many, I wouldn't even know where to start with that, but I would just tell someone quite possibly starting on Google, do a search, you know, look for, you know, topics in poetry that really interest you and take it from there. Wonderful question.
0: You you said you were also, you help educators with the mental health and you, you help with curriculum. Now, what kind of, like there's college educators, there's uh you know, young elementary school, what ages do you work with?
2: I primarily work with secondary. And when I say secondary, that would be grades seven through 12. Um, I typically, basically, I know this is going to sound a little strange, but um, I guess you would say I teach teachers. I mentor teachers. Um, I hold professional developments for administrators as far as you know, instructional coaching is concerned and different ways that they're able to utilize their instructional coaches in order to meet school-wide goals. And this would be, once again, grade seven through 12. But just to be very clear, um, I do not teach mental health. To um, That's not part of my job description. However, as we all know, as educators, I think we wear every hat known to man. So I guess you could say what we would uh, refer to as SEL, that social emotional learning component. You know, we we tend to do it. I mean, I am certified in a particular, um, I guess you would say training where it is geared towards social emotional learning in the classroom. But for me, I would be coaching an actual teacher on how to utilize those teaching strategies in order to improve or help other instructors improve their classroom, whatever way it might be, their goals or to, to achieve their classroom goals. So yeah, that's what I do.
0: Awesome. Now I used to teach a uh, state pre-K, which is pretty much kindergarten level. And, mm-hmm. uh, we used to have to attend what was called the Rainbows Conference where we had to have professional development. Is that pretty much what you do then is you go and you hold conferences and then you teach the teachers?
2: Um it, it ranges like, you know, we we have conferences, we have meetings, we, you know, we do a lot of different things and trainings. Um, it could even be something as simple as I would, I may go and observe or even collect data. A lot of the time we send out surveys or I will create a survey and send out a survey based on that data that I receive from the survey. Um, for For example, it came back to me that, you know, we may want to do a little bit of training on how to utilize different data systems that we're supposed to be using in order to improve instruction and meet school wide goals. So, when you administer a survey like that and you get the data back, or you even get some requests stating, like, I would like to learn how to use this particular program in order to create pivot tables or in order to figure out how many students I would. Like to, you know, uh, create a particular training for or a particular course for something along those lines. That's when I come into the picture, and I'm going to seek out someone. Maybe like we, I sought out a data scientist who came in and talked to some instructors about different ways to utilize those data collection platforms in order to drive informed decision making within their school.
0: I have to tell you, you are a woman of many, many hats and you're a true inspiration. I love talking yeah. with you and I love seeing you on Twitter. So thank you very much for putting up with my questions tonight. Back to you, Billy.
1: Sure. Uh, absolutely. We are talking to uh, Ananda. She is on Twitter at AJ, inspire, numeral four, ever, E R. In the uh, on the stage, I should say, with us is Anthony. Anthony is uh, 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 he has one of those personalities that just jumps out at you as well. So I'm I'm very anxious to uh, go to Anthony and see what he would like to ask Ananda.
3: Well, hello Billy Dee's and hello Ananda and hello Christy. It's um it's a honor. To be on this stage today, because um, I think the most of uh, Billy Dee's wow, um, thank you. you can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, but likewise, um, Ananda, this is fabulous, and as soon as I came into the show, uh, Billy D sent an invitation for me to come to the stage. He knew I would come to the stage. I wasn't in the the audience for like 30 seconds. He's like, oh, no, yeah, this is for Anthony. This is his real house. Okay, so, Ananda, everything you've been talking about, uh, depression and poetry and connecting with, I will say, I'm going to say connecting with the world uh, for trying to get people to realize that we are all one. We are all connected. And just about everything I do is to connect people with love. Um, I, I know it sounds like a cliche, but if we learn to love one another, things get a lot easier you know just a lot easier so yeah. um thank you uh, Ananda and thank you Billy D's for um you know giving us this uh platform uh to do this mm-hmm. um now i'm going to Oh, go ahead billy
1: no i'm i'm listening i'm, mm-hmm. I'm loving what you're saying oh, sure okay.
3: so ananda you were you uh one of your passions is uh you know mental health now i am 64 years old. I don't look it though, but I am. Uh I was depressed for probably 40 years. And for most of that time, for 30 years of that time, I didn't even know I was depressed. I thought that was just life. I was I had been that way since I was a child. I I thought it was just life, you know, every everybody's got a father that beats up on his mother. Everybody's got a depressed mother. Everybody, you know, I I just thought it was normal. And I walked around that way. Um, And not to get too long-winded, I'm no longer depressed. I no longer take uh, any types of medication. Um, And that's a whole nother story. But the beginning of me healing was poetry. I was not interested in poetry, (laughs) never really read any poetry. And uh, if you recall, I think it was back in the 80s, in the mid, no, it was later, it was in the 90s. um, HBO had a show um, called Deaf poetry. Uh, Do you recall that? And they had a lot of spoken word artists on there. Yes, I do. Um, Okay, Amanda, how about you?
2: Yes. Yes, I do. I do. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for I love where this is going, Anthony.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, you know. (laughs) Yes, you do. So I saw that show and I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have to do that i have to, I have to do it didn't know anything about anything, but I had to do it. It took me a month to write my first poem but but I did um I did, and it was received very well when i when I did it in public but um, what I found, and other people had to point it out to to me was that they would say. Why is your poetry so sad? I'm like, what are you talking about? My poetry's not sad. Uh, yes, it is. No, it's not sad. Because again, I didn't know I was depressed. I had no idea. I seriously thought that was just life, just life. Um, you know, and now that I look at it, I I, I might have been, you know, manic depressive, you know. When I really look at it, I wasn't diagnosed that way. But when I look at it, you know, I'm the life of the party, you know, everywhere. And then I could go without seeing anybody for months. And I was quite fine with that, you know. So poetry was the beginning of me healing um, so when you start talking about that, how you used poetry to uh, help heal yourself, I uh, I went and start digging, and I found a poem I wrote probably twenty years ago called the Abyss. And I would like to read one stanza if uh, the host, Billy Dees, doesn't mind. No, absolutely. Anyone love in the audience doesn't mind. I would I would love to do that.
1: Go right ahead. I'm sure we'd all love to hear it. Go right ahead.
3: Amanda, is it all right with you? I want to make sure. She might not want me to do this.
2: <laughs> Anthony, is. Ananda is okay with you reading your poetry. Absolutely. <laughs>
3: All right, good. So this is, this, is, this is not the whole poem, but this is when I was depressed, and it's called The Abyss. Never have I had true happiness. Instead, it was replaced by sadness. And depression was hidden by a smile on my face, a mask I take at every place. It's a ball and chain that hangs from my face. And it has its purpose and its place. Because I go to so many places and they see happiness and smiles in the place where my face is. But it can only last for a while. Because it's hard to carry a fake smile. And my smile, my real smile, was lost in a trial to madness. And sadness keeps stride with me and... Rides with me and bides its time with me, and I'll stop right there.
1: Ananda, go ahead and comment on that. I gotta say that was not only extremely good, but you delivered it so well um uh, just like an actor. fantastic um Ananda.
2: Yes, absolutely. That was an absolutely moving poem. And something that I a moment that I do not want to let escape us is, you know, Anthony, you mentioned something that is so important to this conversation, that Deaf Poetry Jam was utilized as a tool to help you to create awareness, to deepen your consciousness, to help you identify, if I remember if I'm recalling this correctly, that something was off, that something that that there was something going on with you. And I don't want to use the term wrong because what you were experiencing emotionally was part of your human experience. It was something that happened. I don't want to call it wrong. And but I will say that. It, It was Deaf Poetry Jam, Anthony, and correct me if I am incorrect, that allowed you to identify that there was that there was something that wasn't right. Is this correct?
3: Eventually, it did. (laughs) Eventually, it did. It did. But in the in the beginning. I was having a release that I didn't realize I was having. Does that that make sense?
2: Absolutely. And this goes back to social audio and it connects beautifully with the question that you asked, Billy, about how we're utilizing social audio. It's about creating those experiences for people to deepen their consciousness. So here we have Anthony who even stated, like, you know what? I started watching Deaf Poetry Jam. You know, it sounds like it was a gradual process of just returning as a listener, returning as a listener. And it sounds like he was that listener who then began to create and began to release. And this is how the healing journey is activated. So when we're talking about social audio, how we're utilizing spaces like yours, spaces like Christie's, spaces like Anthony's, spaces like Soul Space? We're creating these experiences for other people. And this is beautiful that this was like an impromptu type of invitation for Anthony to join us because in sharing his story right there, it makes it so evident that what we're doing in social audio, it's healing the masses. And it's not even necessarily about someone, and we talked about this before, Bill, where it's not about you just showing up and talking and sharing, which there is a such thing as talk therapy. But notice this is someone who arrived and who listened. And through that arrival and listening process, the healing journey was activated. And this is why social audio is so important to what we're doing, and this is why we need to use it responsibly, because it's being it's being used to help so many people. And thank you once again, Anthony. I really that poem that you shared called and you said it's called the abyss, correct?
3: I'm sorry, I still have my mic off. Oh, that's okay. Uh, go ahead. Reed. <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: <said> yeah. <laughs> the abyss. I was saying the abyss, the abyss, the abyss. But yeah, the abyss. Yeah, I I just want to interject
0: really quick. I just want to interject really quick. Anthony, that poem was absolutely beautiful. And some of the things you said, I can actually relate to from back in my depression days. So absolutely, absolutely beautiful. And I totally admire you for getting out there and writing that. And like Ananda said, That's the power of social audio. That's the power of words. That's the power of poetry. Thank you for sharing that with us because, again, I can totally relate to you. So thank you.
3: You are welcome and thank you. Uh, To go a little further, um, and we're talking about social media and uh, how that can help. So not only I but uh, we have a, another creator in the audience uh Stefan he has a <laughs> show called The Conversation and he has had uh certain parts of his show where he did talk about mental illness and in the African American community it's frowned upon uh you know if you are uh If you admit that you're having emotional problems um, within our own community, we're looked at as less than, Mm -hmm. less than. We're imperfect. We're not right in the head and all of this. And the suicide rate is going up like crazy in the black community because we're not getting help. We're just not getting help. Um, so uh, Stefan has talked about it in his show. I have talked about it in my show. I have talked about it in my show with Billy Dees. Billy Dees talked about it in my show. And it's very important. It's very important work uh, for us to do this, to spread the word, to help someone get, Get some help to and and like in my case, to get a person to realize that they need some help, because in my case, I had no idea.
1: Yeah.
3: And, and I can go further into that. Even after I got some help, I was on medication and medication stopped working. They decrease it, stop working. They decrease it, <laughs> stop working. They decrease it again. And it got to where it just wasn't working anymore. Yeah. And by that time, I mean, I was before that I was, was, um, but by that time I was married to my wonderful wife that I have now. And if it wasn't for her, I probably would have ended up killing myself. Um, you know, I was real close to doing it once before. Um, I mean, really, really close to doing it before, and um, the only thing that stopped me was my spirituality and my connection to the other side. Um, because somebody, somebody from the other side stopped me,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and I and I know this to be true. You know, I had my finger on the trigger the barrel to my, to my temple. And I had started squeezing and it, it, the voice came to me. It just said, don't do this. Mm -hmm. It is not your time to go and realize if you do this, the people it's going to hurt. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've always cared probably about other people more than I did for myself. Mm-hmm. So that hit home. Yeah. That hit home for me. I, I it, it just made all the difference yeah. uh, for me. I was still depressed, but I was able to keep from trying to kill myself.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, Anthony, uh, I, I, let me just respond to this real quick, and then I definitely want to get Ananda's response. Uh, first of all, the world is a better place with you in it. You are an incredible person, and uh, so glad that you're you're here with us. If anyone out there uh, needs help when it comes to suicide, there is a uh, a new suicide hotline, as it were, in the United States called nine eight eight. So you don't have to remember a bunch of numbers. It's nine eight eight. And there is help that's available. So also I would say uh, supportive comments. If you would happen to notice someone's behavior is a little off. So many times people hesitate to say anything because they don't want to offend that person. A lot of times people are afraid that if they ask about uh, self-harm, if they ask that person, "Are, are you considering doing something to yourself? They're afraid that that might push them closer. Um, All the evidence, all the studies show that this is not true. Now, naturally, anything can happen. Anything can happen. However, the odds are saying nothing, ignoring the situation is far worse. So it's always better to say something. If they get offended, I would rather offend somebody than to ignore a situation like that and have a disaster happen. So it's always good to say something. Uh, Ananda, do you want to respond?
2: Absolutely, um, Anthony. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, because there are listeners out there who may have just been healed by what you just shared, and I love the fact that you know you bring up you know the black community and mental health and. You know, how there is just there's there's a a serious need um, for us to have these conversations more openly and more often. Right. And it's it's one of those things to where in expounding on the information that you shared, Billy, you know, for anyone out there who might be struggling and, you know, you need resources or there's something that you're not sure about, you know, absolutely um, the information that Bill shared with you. And also, don't be afraid to go on NAMI. Take a look at NAMI's website. That's N-A-M-I. Please make sure that you check that out because there's a, there are resources there that, can give you information, meaning knowledge that you may need to make that determination as to if you should get help, how to get help. Um, I love the information on there because even for me as a woman of color, you know, it it talks about the, you know, the the stigma that is there in the Black community when we're talking about, you know, and I want to say Black and Brown community, when we're talking about mental health, and getting help. So please don't hesitate to seek out those resources if you need them. And, you know, Anthony, something that I definitely want to return to is in your poem titled The Abyss, you know, one of my favorite moments in a poem would be the first two lines and the last two lines for some odd reason. And in the opening of your poem, it states... Never have I had true happiness. And that's such a powerful statement. And there are just so many more, you know, statements made throughout that poem that connect directly with that state of awareness and consciousness. And this is where platforms on like different types of social audio platforms are very important. They're critical, right? There's a critical need out there because poetry, music, the art of speaking, the art of talk, the art of conversation, the art of questioning can be used to do what? To deepen our consciousness. And poems like the poem that you shared, Anthony, titled The Abyss, as you were reading it, it just became more and more evident to me that it, it really is about awareness and being aware with of what is going on with the self. And that's powerful. There was a line in there, and I didn't get a chance to write it down, um, where it stated that there were people who saw you smile. And or the speaker smile, and they didn't really know what was going on. And this is another reason why we need to continue to utilize social audio to help people along on their healing journey, to support people on their healing journey. Because there are so many people out there just everyday people who we see all the time who might have this smile or they're known as the strong person or they're known for so many different things and no one would ever guess no one would ever think that they may have been on the brink of suicide no one would ever think and you know even for me as someone who has operated in a variety of leadership positions you know the the art of transparency It it could really be, um, you know, it's a battle, you know, because it's kind of like, you know, when you're in that leadership position, it becomes, especially in areas like, you know, I, I would say any area, but I know especially in areas of like education. It becomes a matter of how transparent do I want to get? How transparent do I want to be? I, I mean, working with so many teachers, there are educators out there going through things that people would never even imagine. Yeah, And it's just we need social audio platforms that create experiences for people to explore the self and to be more aware of their current reality and how to Achieve those goals that they want to achieve towards their own health and wellness, or as was stated, you know, earlier in the program when I read that Oprah quote, to fulfill the highest, most truthful expression of themselves as human beings.
1: Yeah, Anthony, I'll let you respond. Uh, I do want to go to Stefan, but Anthony, obviously. Uh Ananda, you know, what's amazing about Ananda is sometimes I feel like I have to push her sometimes to come into these things. And I I don't know why, because Ananda, (laughs) Ananda, you you just have all this beautiful stuff just pour out of you. (laughs) So, uh, Anthony, uh, do you want to respond to some of the things that she said?
3: First of all, uh, um, Ananda, you're like a fountain. You're like a fountain of knowledge. And awareness and love and it it all comes through. So you know, social media, uh, you know, doing podcasts and and vodcasts, which I do now. Um, that's that's like your spot. <laughs> it's like your spot, and and it's like you say, this is what's needed. Mm-hmm. You are needed, I am needed i you know I really truly understand when any show that I create or any show that my wife and I create it's all about love and togetherness and oneness as i said as I said earlier, you know we have one show where we you know we laugh and have fun and it's a good time. But that's creating that connection with everyone in the audience. Because we here on Fireside, we can interact with our audience. Mm -hmm. And it is so valuable. Like, you know, connecting on a podcast. We did our podcast for like four years before we came to this platform. And we know we connected to people that way. But the connection... Uh, Now through fireside, it like takes it to a next level. Mm -hmm. Um, You can hear and see a person's facial um, notations, you know, whatever, whatever their face looks like. It changes. Maybe their eyes squint when they say something. Maybe, maybe we see they have a twitch in their right ear. Um, when something said that, that is sensitive to them, you see, I, I look for all of these things. I pay attention to everything. Everybody says, how they say it, what their mannerisms are and, and, and everything else, uh, to determine and some other things I can throw in, but I'm, I'm not going to get into that, um, determine who that person is and where they are and how they're feeling and, if they're hiding pain and if, you know, all of these different things, um, really, we just live right now as bad as things are in this country, we are living in a great time mm-hmm. because we can do things with technology to actually make the world better, Yeah, better. And and check this out. And then I'm going to stop talking. I never wanted to be in the public eye, not for a second. My wife and I used to joke about how much we didn't want to be in the public eye. And 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 my, my wife's been in the business for, for many years, mm-hmm. um, you know, as a journalist. And we both were like, oh, we don't want to be in the spotlight. We we don't want to be on camera. We don't want to be on radio. We we don't want any of it. But here we are. Yeah, because that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, we just listen.
1: Anthony, uh, always such a pleasure. Uh, I'm so grateful, uh, so grateful that you 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 came in our uh, our, our uh, fireside chat today. Uh, one more thing about stigma before I swing to Stefan, um, especially when it comes to suicide. The reluctance to speak about it just puts it in the back room that much more often. And and if you next time you're out and the subject comes up, you, you watch everybody that they 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 tense up. You know, it's, it's almost like a taboo subject. And that has not helped the awareness um, for people who are struggling to that degree. Um, the idea that, that this is something that you can go through just like depression or anything else that becomes acute. Um, there's always a good time to reach out for help. And that good time is always right now. Um, Ananda mentioned NAMI that I, I do volunteer work for them. I do the, the walk that NAMI walks, I believe, which is in the fall. That is a fantastic organization. And even if, depending on where you are, If they can't help you directly, they can probably point you in the right direction. There are resources available now for all kinds of things regarding mental health. Stefan, so glad that you are here. Um, Stefan, what comments do you have for Ananda?
4: Sorry, I'm getting over a cold. That's why my voice sounds the way that it does now. It's okay. Okay. so Anthony, one, if you let him talk, he's just going to keep going. That's like, that's just him. Like he says, I'm going to stop and And if you let him go. Um, but I heard my name come up because I, um, Anthony said that I'm a advocate for mental health in yeah. the black community, which which I am. Um, and suicide is probably one of the hottest topics that I talk about. Um, on my show relentlessly because it's as, um, as you guys have said, it's, it's like a taboo. Um, You talk about suicide and people just, they turn away. They don't want to hear it. They, you know, they get into their feelings. Um, But then when you talk about suicide in the African-American or Brown people community, that's when like, it's not even a tense up. It's like they, it doesn't exist. It's almost like you're saying that unicorns exist, and you're like, no, no, it doesn't. And that's the reason why um, the numbers are so high as they are, um, especially in our young youth, because it's not talked about in the household. People are ashamed of it, um, or people just sweep it under the rug. Um, and we have this mentality of, okay, we don't share our feelings, especially to like, I would say that it's more males than would be females. Because you're under that notion of, okay, males don't show their feelings. Like, you're supposed to be the man of the household or whatever the case may be. You show emotion, you're weak. Um, and so it's, it's hard getting over that, that hurdle of getting people to listen. And like you said, social audio is there, but it's getting people to actually come to social audio, which is the huge challenge. Um, especially for our community, the brown and black, because some of them don't listen or they would rather, you know, watch a rap video or watch something else, um, and even that, which would be fine if those creators or those rappers or whatnot would actually speak on other issues besides um, what they talk about. Um, so I don't, I don't. I'm probably going on a tangent.
1: <laughs> That's all right. Uh, Stefan is an, is another person that uh, always brings a lot of passion to his content. Ananda, would you like to respond?
2: Um, No, thank you so much for, you know, joining us this evening, Stefan. And, you know, with something along the lines of suicide awareness, I know that that is a conversation that was held on Soul Space where we had an opportunity to talk about suicide awareness in general. And I love the fact that you are a part of the group of people, the cohort that's trying to normalize this type of conversation. And I know that it might seem, uh, You know, some people, you know, may even feel uncomfortable with hearing that term normalize paired with suicide, but please know it's suicide awareness. This is a conversation that we need to have more often. This is a, and one of the reasons why we need to have this conversation more often is because, you know, there is a stigma there, no matter what community you're in. People tend to tense up. People do not want to talk about it. But the more we don't talk about it, the more that we do avoid it, there will be more casualties. There will be more lives lost. So it's and I do agree wholeheartedly with those of you who have mentioned this, that it is important for us to have these conversations. So, no, Stefan, thank you so much for um, joining us this evening. And, you know, if you have any more question, any question at all that you would like to ask, please do so. Um, I would love for you to, you know, ask a question. And if not, uh, once again, thank you for joining us.
4: Thank you.
1: Okay, Stefano, I, I, I'm going to presume that you uh, uh, don't have another question. So um, we're coming up on an hour. First of all, I want to thank everyone that's in the in the fireside chat listening because your presence is very important. Like I say, you don't necessarily have to voice something to be a part of the conversation and your presence means a lot. I want to loop back around to Christy as we round things up. Christy, do you have any closing remarks or questions for Ananda?
0: At this moment in time, I don't have any questions for Ananda, but I do want to reiterate that it is very, very important that we do talk about suicide awareness. Um, For those of you that do not know me, I have lost a fiancé to suicide. I have lost a cousin to suicide. My son went through suicidal thoughts just a year ago. I, at one point, was very, very depressed and had thought about suicide and did a few stupid things, but thank goodness I didn't go through completely with it. It is very true that people do not talk about it enough and people do not realize what the signs and the symptoms are of someone that is on the verge of that. So it is up to all of us to talk about it more. It is up to all of us to be kind to one another. It is up to all of us to stand up and be a voice for other people that may not have a voice that can't stand up and just say, Hey, I'm hurting inside. It's up to us to, to be kind and realize that for other people, it's up to us to stand up and make a change. You might be the one to save a life and Billy back to you. Thank you for letting me state that.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Christy, you can find Christy on Twitter. At Christy Books. And, uh, here again, she's also an audio person. Uh, she does Twitter spaces quite often and, and she also has a podcast called the WWA podcast. Stefan, uh, Stefan is on Twitter as well. I don't know your exact screen name. Um, Stefan, do you have any closing uh, statements? Anything you would like to say to wrap things up?
4: Um, my Twitter name, i to be a thousand percent honest, I don't even know myself. Let me try and see if I can. Right. <laughs> It's like our <laughs> no, phone number. We don't like... know
1: our phone numbers anymore. <laughs>
4: um, it's the Amaze, the Amaze Batman. Um, so if you take not amazing, but you break it down to Amaze, um, that's what I am on Twitter, which I just looked up, which I keep forgetting myself. Um, I have... I have no closing remarks, but thank you for allowing me to come on stage and ramble for a little bit.
1: <laughs> Stefan, you're always, always welcome. Uh Anthony, um, uh, closing remarks.
3: All I have to say is don't try to contact me on Twitter. <laughs> I sent my first Hey, Billy D's, yeah. my first tweet went out to you like the other day. <laughs> that wow. was it. <laughs> and I've had a Twitter I've had a Twitter account for 3 years. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Where can people find uh, yeah. you Anthony? <laughs> yeah, don't contact me that way. I'll do I'll try to do better. Uh, uh but you can reach me uh at uh, the Manabout Love at, no, the man, yeah, what is it? See, I don't even remember that one. The man about love at gmail.com. You can reach me there. Thank you
1: very much, Anthony. Always your presence is, is it's, it's saying it's appreciated doesn't cover it. Boy, I'll tell you what, you you really bring a dimension that really gave uh, uh, the conversation uh, some, some more depth as if it needed any more. Uh, Ananda, I'm going to come back to you uh, to wrap things up. First of all, uh, I'll say it one more time that you can find Ananda on Twitter. And I'm mentioning her Twitter only because of the spaces that she does called the soul space. And Ananda, I got to tell you, you would probably probably kill it here on Fireside. So kind of keep that in in, in your back pocket. But anyway, on Twitter, she is at AJ, the word inspire, the numeral four, and then ever, E-V-E-R, Ananda, closing statements. Uh, Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you very much for uh, having me on your show, Billy. Uh, Thank you, Christy, Stefan, Anthony. Thank you to all of the listeners who have joined us this evening. Uh, The energy that you've brought to this space just means everything. And I appreciate all of you very much. And I know we're wrapping up, Billy, but something that I have to make sure that I, I... I talk about that I mentioned, there was something that Anthony had stated where, you know, in his, in his moment of, you know, contemplating taking his own life, he stated that spirituality and a spirit or a spiritual connection to the other side is what caused him to hold on. And, I really want to respond to that because we are connected to the other side. You know, the the universe does communicate with us. We do have angel guides. There is a higher power out there. And I just really want to encourage, you know, people out there, you know, listeners, even other social audio hosts, you know, who, you know, are involved with spirituality and spiritual connections. I mean, and, and people who are Legitimately connected with these things, you know, um, keep going with it because there are just so many people who don't know how to connect, and you just really never know whose life might be saved. You just don't know. And um, something that Christy had mentioned, and thank you so much, Christy, for mentioning this, yes. Kindness is everything. There is a quote that I actually want to leave with everyone this evening that um, I even posted it on my social media today. Um, It's a quote by Brian Stevenson. Begin quote. You should not underestimate the power you have to affirm the humanity and dignity of the people around you. When you do that, they will teach you something about what you need to learn about human dignity, but also what you can do to be a change agent. And I know that for what we do in the soul space, we believe in the preservation of humanity and dignity. And we definitely, you know, address or we want to prevent the dehumanization of others. And we're involved with this movement where we want to support people on their soul journey. And a number of people are just like, you know, Ananda, you're an inspirational person, but I'm also a very real person and I am a human. And I think that a lot of my humanity that you're experiencing this evening has been birthed out of just of an extremely long journey that has involved a lot of disappointment and a lot of heartbreak. So I just want to thank you so much for all of your support. And once again, I want to thank you all for joining us this evening.
1: Well, Ananda, thank you. Totally Absolutely. amazing. Yeah. You are uh, such, such a light. And here again, that isn't heaping, uh, you know, a praise that goes beyond your what you feel is your presence as a human being. All of us as human beings have limitations. You know, no, no one is up on some pedestal and, and, and no one goes through life without heartache and, and problems. Um, but the bottom line is, is that when you feel that it becomes too much there is help available. One of the phrases that we often use in the recovery community is that recovery is possible. It may not be the recovery that you expect. It may not be sunshine and roses, but there is a path to a better life. It's just a matter of reaching out and uh, not in any way should you feel inhibited by, the, by showing a weakness. Um, uh, the example that I always use, if, if you hurt your elbow, you fall down the steps and you hurt your elbow You don't give it a second thought to go see a doctor, go to the emergency room or whatever it is that you have to do. If you are hurting emotionally, there's absolutely no difference. Why not reach for help? I would like to thank everyone, uh, including the listeners and everyone who spoke. Thank you so much for everything that you put into this very fantastic conversation I'll read it one more time just for everyone's convenience. On Twitter, uh, Ananda is at, at A-J, inspire, numeral four, E-V-E-R, AJ inspire forever. Thank you so much, Ananda. Thank you, everyone who who listened to our program today. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well. I always say you, you just have to be nice. <laughs> you, you, you don't have to be nice. You don't want to be. Uh, I'm always happy to hear. <laughs> <laughs> not, th- not that I need to tell people that. Um, but uh, it's real easy to find on Twitter, at Billy D's. If you go to my Twitter account, uh, I also have a link tree in my bio. Uh, you can find the Billy D's podcast pretty much anywhere podcasts are found, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, with good friends over at Good Pods. If you're not familiar with Good Pods, Good Pods is kind of what, what Good Reads did for books. They're kind of doing the same thing for independent podcasters at uh, Good Pods. So all those places you can find us. Thank you so much for checking in. And on, on Fireside here, I'm doing this thing all, all about media. And specifically, it's how you're utilizing social media, uh, digital media, uh, social audio, what have you. To talk about your cause, to talk about your passion, and in this case, Ananda has has, has very many. And then also on our podcast, we also interview people, uh, so we have roughly an episode or two sometimes coming out every week. That's on the Billy Dee's podcast on all the platforms. You can really easy to find. You, you can just search me the Billy Dee's podcast, on just about any platform or any social media, and I will pop up. I don't have variations of the screen name. Thank you everyone for coming out and listening and we will talk to you again very soon.
3: I love you all.